catch his shirayim. Other chassidim, there's a thing of um, to uh, eat leftovers from the Rebbe. The leftovers, and thereby you are uh, absorbing the holiness of the Rebbe or something, and it's a school, it's a blessing. And this guy took the Rebbe Rashab shirayim. Big mistake. <laughs> Rebbe Rashab said, my shirayim, my leftovers, in other words, you want to accomplish the same thing, is through mysterious nefesh. That's what he said. So, um, I think, in context of where we're going today, I think this will give some some uh, insight to the story. Where are we going today? Where have we gone? Where are we going? So, we were discussing the idea of of being Jewish. The there are in, in the world four categories of things. There's inanimate, there's vegetation, there's animal and human. And each of these things is a different kind of soul. The inanimate is uh, has a soul that makes it just exist, just totally physical. Vegetation has the ability to grow, and animals have the ability to live. And humans can think and understand things. But a, uh, a Jew is not just another, um, another category in creation. A Jew has in him something that is godly something which is otherworld. A Jew has in him a neshama. And the neshama is not just another another kind of thing. Neshama is a part of Hashem. It's not, it's not another thing in creation. It is something which is more in the realm of the Creator. It's a part of Hashem. So it's not that we only have a neshama. We also have an animal soul. We also have an intellectual soul. Three people walk into your body and they ask, what's a cup of tea? So your animal soul says, what's in it for me? Intellectual soul says, well, what is it, really? But the intellectual soul isn't so scientific. It just asks, what are its properties? It doesn't ask the godly soul's question, which is very scientific. Where does it come from, and what's its purpose? The Neshama asks always about the source of things. The Neshama gravitates to its source. The Neshama is a part of Hashem. So although we have the other two souls, the animal soul and the intellectual soul, it's not that we have another soul, an additional soul. Rather, the, the, our lives, the Jew, a Jew's life is godly. The essence of a Jew is his neshama. It's not that you have an animal soul, an intellectual soul. And you have superimposed upon your reality. You also have some other thing there that, 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 that's there that's not part of the regular things. You also are, you are um, not only Clark Kent, you're also Superman. Not only you have the, the, your regular self, you also have something else. No, it's the essence of a Jew is godly. The essence of a Jew, essence of our lives in, in the physical bodies is, is, is a godly being. That's who we are. Our nisham is our essence. Our, our lives are godly lives. And uh, we learned last week about how this is expressed in the, in the first story in the Torah about Avram. Although Avram recognized Hashem when he was a child, although Avram served Hashem in many ways, in extraordinary ways, as since he was a child, but the first thing the Torah says about Avram is... Lechacha, leave your father's house. Why is that the first thing? Because till now, till that point, Avram is serving Hashem based upon his own, on our own understanding. <clears throat> also, Gentiles, there are wise Gentiles and pious Gentiles who recognize and appreciate Hashem's presence and serve Hashem. And, and, that, and, that, and that's amazing. The reason they do that is not because um, godliness is revealed in them, 
Rather, it's because of their own existence. In other words, they exist. They, and because of their logic, because of their understanding of reality, they appreciate and they recognize the existence of Hashem. But it's not that Hashem is revealed in them. We learned last week uh, an example of whether you see something with your eyes or whether you know something because there's a proof for it. If you know something because there's a proof for that thing, so what's the foundation? What's, what's the basis for your relationship with this thing? It, or if you only know about something because you have a proof for it, so the basis of your conviction this thing is, exists is you. You're trying to understand it, you're trying to appreciate it, and trying to, 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 to figure out what this thing is. So you have to come to recognition that this thing is there. When you see something, the reason you know it exists is not because of you, it's because the thing is present, because it, it's revealed to you, not because of you, because the thing is here, it's not because of, because of your, your understanding, it's because the thing itself is revealed to you, it's because of the thing. So you can't say by, by, the, the, by anything in creation that it could have a revelation of Hashem, because the Abish, the Hashem is infinite, and the creation is finite. So you can't say that there's a godly revelation, revelation of Hashem in creation. Only by a Jew, a Jew is, is a part of Hashem, by a Jew you could say, not that a, that a Jew um, understands and recognizes and appreciates and serves Hashem because of his logic, by a Jew you could say that the Abishter is felt, he feels the Abishter, the Abishter is, is present in his life, the Abishter is revealed in his life. And that's why the Torah doesn't talk about Avram's incredible understanding that Avram appreciated the Abishter, he knew about the Abishter. The first thing the Torah tells us about, about Avram is, that Hashem told him, Lech Chalib, your father's house, Hashem revealed himself to him, and Hashem gave him a commandment. Because the foundation of a Jewish relationship with Hashem is not him, rather it's God. It's God's presence. God's revealed to him. And then Hashem's a part of Hashem. So just like this is um, true about the first story in the Torah about Avram, we also see today another story that we just read this past Shabbos, also about... Um, how you see this distinction about the foundation of our relationship with Hashem is not based upon us, rather it's based upon Hashem. The, just like we just said about knowing Hashem, or knowing anything, the, the basis could be about you, or it could be the basis could be about the thing that you know. So too, this this the same kind of um, classification, the same kind of distinction can also be made about relationship with someone. You could love someone, you could be attracted to someone, or attracted to something um, based upon yourself, or you could be attracted and, and, and in love with someone or something based upon them. This week, we just read about the, um, the Akedah. Avram Avinu was asked by Hashem to offer his only son as a sacrifice to Hashem. When Hashem asks Avram to do this, Hashem says to him, please take your, take your son. The Medrash says, why does Hashem say, please? Hashem says, I don't want people to say that all the tests that I've uh, given you till now are meaningless. In Ben Mamash. I want you to pass this test, that way this will justify my love for you. But, and my, why I've chosen you, why you're special. But if you don't pass this test, Hashem says, all the tests in Ben Mamash, they're, they're, they're meaningless. The question is, how can you say that all the tests that I've had till this point in Ben Mamash, they're, they're meaningless? Avram allowed himself to be thrown in fire in Orkastim because of it, he, went, he challenged the king of the world, Nimrod. He says, I believe in Hashem. And Nimrod says, you're going to be thrown in fire if you do this. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to tell myself I'll be thrown in fire. If you d- deny the gods, if you don't acknowledge me as a god, you are dangerous. You need to be thrown in fire. So Avram allows himself 
Do we throw in fire because of his faith in Hashem? And yet we say, Ein ben mamash, it's meaningless? How do you say it's meaningless? You could say that, that, that offering his son as a sacrifice is more than, than um, offering himself as a sacrifice. You could say he cares about his son more, his son was born in his old age, and, and, and he loved him so much, and you could say that's a bigger sacrifice. But how can you say that about all of Aram's achievements, and all of his dedication to Hashem, he had nine or other tests before, big tests. How can you say that all of them, they're meaningless, unless he passes this test. In Tanya, the Alt Rebbe says that what was unique about the Akedah was that Avram did this with alacrity, with enthusiasm. He didn't, he didn't just even wait, he did this very quickly. But that doesn't explain why in Ben Mamash. It doesn't explain why all the other tests were meaningless. Unless he passes this test, the other tests are meaningless. So, so why is this test so different than all the other tests that all the tests are meaningless without this test, without him passing this test? What does that mean? So, the, the reason is like this. Until he does the, passes the test of the Akedah, you could say that the basis of his connection to Hashem is based on him. Again, you, we could have a relationship with someone or something because of us or because of the thing that we're related to. The author says, for example, in chapter 19 in Tanya, the author talks about um, why, father, why fire ascends upwards. Altavis says, why is fire sent upwards? That's the Torah that a Jew is called the candle of God. So the Altavis says that just like fire sends upwards, why does it go upwards? Because the source of fire is in a sublunar sphere. That's where the source of fire, the element of fire is. And fire wants to go to its source. Question is, why does fire want to go to its source? Why is fire attracted to go to its source? There is a rule in life a rule in creation, Hashem establishing all creatures in the world, called Bavarets of Everything wants to exist. Everything wants to maintain its existence. So if fire gets its grand wish of going to its source, what happens? It stops shining in this world. Not only that, when it goes to its source, it's absorbed, and its source stops to be a thing. It stops to exist. So why would fire have this nature of just going to its source? And Altima says it's, it, that's what um, na- the word nature means, something that you can't explain. That's what fire wants to do. That's the nature of fire. It's not about what it will achieve. It's about it's about its source. It can't separate itself from its source. Fire's attraction to its source is not about itself. The foundation of the relationship is its source. It cannot separate itself from its source. That's how the author explains the idea of Messias Nefesh by Jews. How do why Jews have Messias Nefesh? It's not because Jews who are scholarly and they appreciate the greatness of Hashem, they're dedicated to service serve Hashem. And therefore, they decided that because Hashem is so special, therefore they're going to uh, sacrifice themselves in order, rather than 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 um, give up all that they their, their relationship with Hashem. Rather, the his, as we know in history, that whole communities throughout history, men, women, and children, decided to give their lives rather than sever their bond with Hashem. So, what? Why is it? What, what was the source of this? What, where did this come from? <clears throat> You could love something, right? Because you feel your connection to this thing or this is 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 because of because you will be the best if you have a connection to this thing, to this person. This was a, the greatest enjoyment, the greatest pleasure, the greatest uh, achievement. You'll, you're going to hang out with this scholar, and you're going to you're going to be the wisest person. You're going to hang out with what that guy, what's that guy's name? Peterson. You're going to hang out with Peterson, and Peterson is going to teach you how to make the most money. You're going to be the 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 the, the uh, the top in your in your business. You, you, there's a lot of lot of things you could go after 
to achieve your um, your perfection, your relationship to something or to someone is because it's going to give you something. You're going to gain something. You're going to get something out of it. So in that in that model, you're attracted to this person, to this thing, because of what you're gaining. It's, it's about you. But in the, in the analogy of the fire, why is the fire going to its source? It's not about itself. It's about the source. This, it can't separate itself from its source. It's, so, it's drawn to its source. It can't separate. It's not about him. It's about the source. That's one. It, it can't separate from the source. The source is being drawn to its source. It's not about him. It's about the, in, about the source. How the source uh, pulls it, so to speak, to to it. So to says Alter that the candle of God is the soul of man. Why is it that Jews have mysterious nefesh? As Alter there in chapter nineteen, is because the Jew is drawn to his source. The Jew is drawn to Hashem. Because the Jew is drawn to Hashem, therefore a Jew gives his life and gives up all the things he's, he's used to. And, and he throws them all away as if they're nothing. It's all like all the things that we think we, we love, that we were accustomed to, and we loved our whole life. So Altabah says, when it comes to the challenge of Messias Nefesh, Altabah says that Jew is Mamayas Bahem, and he, he throws them away as if they never existed. He, 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 the Jew, when it comes to his, his relationship with Hashem, all the things he's used to his entire life is, wow, this is great, and I love this, this is so important. All of a sudden, he throws it all away, and he's this. He despises all these things, and he throws it away, and he chooses Hashem lechalka garali that Hashem should be his portion, that Hashem should be his lot. Where does it come from? It's not because of him; it's because of the Eved. He's drawn to the Eved. So, too, regarding um, just like there is um, uh, in relationship in general, um, so to, to for sacrifice in relationship, there could also be sacrifice in relationship in a way that is based upon you, or is it based upon the one that you love? Let's say. You know that if you're going to um, you're going to do A, B, and C, you're going to give up yourself for a certain um, ideal that you have, whatever. They're going to write about you in the newspaper. You're going to jump off the, the cliff, and what are they going to say about you in the obituaries? It's possible that a person could um, could think about that, and, and although they won't be there to enjoy it, but you know that, that that's possible. A person to think about uh, the glory they'll achieve by their sacrifice. I'm going to give up my my uh, what, what this and give up that, but you know what people say about me. That's a very um, uh, gross, that's a very low kind of, it's not devotion at all, it's, it's business. I'm going to give up this, I'm going to get more, I'm going to give up my money, I'm giving my help, giving my, my resources, so I get glory. Glory is more important to me than money and resources, I want to have glory. All right. But then there is another deeper kind of devotion to something. A person has ideology. He says, this ideology is real. I really care about this ideology. I'm going to give up my life for the sake of my ideology. That somehow my, 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 my me going into jail, my me being killed, that's actually going to, uh, that's going to protect the rights of human beings where I live, that, and that, that's more important. What's going on in Iran, you know, the, the, we're going to protect uh, the rights of people, we're going to go into jail, we're going to fight with the government. So, so it's possible that people are really, you know, they really care about something important, and they give them themselves for the sake of something really important. They're going to go to jail to protect the rights of, of, of their fellow citizens, and they're going to fight with the government because the government can't mistreat people. That, that, that's real devotion. But even that scenario is about something that you recognize as valuable. It still circles back to your appreciation of something. It circles back to how you feel something is. <clears throat> Avram Avinu, his life was all about one thing. His life was about revealing Hashem in the world. That's what his, that's what his life is. That's his whole. He's dedicated. His whole being is about the Eibusher. God should be revealed in the world. 
So think about it. He's going with his son to the Akedah. His son is his progeny. He's the one who's going to connect. He's going to fulfill all that he accomplished throughout his life. And he's going to transfer this to the next generation. Huh? So Avram is, is really in a, um, a situation where his giving up his son is not going to promote or preserve what he tried to accomplish in the world. On the contrary, it, what he did, what he's going to do, is going to ruin what he, what, what he dedicated his life for. It's not like he's going to, to be in the newspapers, Avram dedicates his life to Hashem and therefore gives up his son for Hashem. No one is around. Ebenezer said that there was nobody around. Avram was there by himself. Not even the, even the two lads he brought with him, they weren't there either. Nobody was there. Only Avram was alone on the mountaintop with Yitzchak. So what's the purpose? What's Avram going to gain by, 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 by slaughtering Yitzchak? Absolutely not. Not only is he not going to gain, He's going to do, to ruin his life's ambition. It, 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 it's analogous to someone telling you throw away your tzitzis and your yamuk and fill and put in the fire. It's, it's some of the things you care about. It's something that you know is precious. You know, you know this is what your life is about. Fill in the mezuzahs and say That's what your life is about. But but Hashem tells Avraham Avinu, do this. Why should he do it? It's against everything that he stands for. So why is he going to do it? Where, where's it come from? Why is he doing it? It's, he's not doing it because of him. Not doing it because even of his life's goal of promoting the greatness of Hashem. In the contrary, this ruins everything he accomplished in life. So why is he doing it? He's doing it because this is real Mr. Snafesh. What's real Mr. Snafesh? Real Mr. Snafesh is about, not about you, it's about not being able to separate from, from, from Hashem. Not being able to separate from, from the one that you love. The basis relationship is not you, the basis relationship <laughs> is Hashem. Just like in the, in the analogy of the, um, of the faith in Hashem. Why did Abraham believe in Hashem? He didn't believe in Hashem because of him, because he recognized Hashem. Only when Hashem spoke to him in Lechacha, Hashem was revealed to him, right? There was a revelation of God in his life. So too, in regards to um, the dedication of Abraham to Hashem, the basis of his dedication wasn't based upon his appreciation for Hashem, and, and therefore he gives himself up to Hashem. No, it's because Hashem is the one who's drawing him to Hashem, like the, in the analogy of the fire, that the candle is drawn to its source, not because the candle wants to gain anything, but just unable to sever its bond with its, its source. It can't not go, not, not go towards its source. So this is the um, reason why Hashem tells Avram, pass this test, you don't pass this test, everyone will say all other tests were meaningless. Because all other tests, you could say, you know why Avram allowed himself to be thrown in the fire in front of the king? Of course. It will be publicized in the whole in the whole Urkastim, in the whole Mesopotamia. Look at this guy. He not only believes he believes in God, but he was ready to give up his life for God. Wow. So there, if you don't see that it was because of Hashem, you see, see because of Avram. Avram wanted to, to reveal his 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 uh, um, philosophy to the world. Where you see the base relationship is Hashem, that you see in, 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 in this story. And that's what Rabbi said. Rabbi said, My my Shiraim is Mr. Snapish. How do you, what, what is the, um, the thing that connects us to Rebbe Hashab? Rebbe Hashab said he wants us all to be a nail of hair, a candle to give light to our surroundings. The basis of the candle is, as we just learned, the candle is drawn to its source. It's not about you. It's about what has to get accomplished. It's about what Hashem wants you to do. It's about your source. It's about, about, your, about not what you want, but, but how you can sever your bond with Hashem, and Hashem wants something to be get accomplished. It's not about you. The foundation of relationship with Hashem is not about us, what we want out of it. The foundation of our relationship with Hashem is about that we can't sever our bond with Hashem. It's about Hashem's presence in our lives. 
that our nisham is drawn to Hashem. You hear the difference? Yeah? Any questions? Are you, are you familiar with the concept of entropy? No. This is called the fourth law of thermodynamics and basically states that all heat will dissipate. And eventually we'll all go back to, you know, you light a candle, the heat goes everywhere. It's absorbed by everything. On and on and on and on. And eventually uh, the world cools down. When the world cools, universe cools down. When the universe cools down, the energy doesn't exist anymore because everything is even off its heat, then everything falls apart as if it was never was. And um, well, it's meant a lot of times as a called time's arrow. Um, it really does echo what you're saying about heat and everything goes back to its just to its source. Interesting, interesting. And the Ramam says that everything yeah. in the world like it's it's in a process of, of, of disintegration naturally. Yes, that's exactly what it is. The natural it's a dissipation, a randomization of all energy and bonding and 